Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Well, hello and welcome to Pre-Service, a podcast preparing you for worship at Silverdale Baptist Church. My name is Michael, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin. Kevin, what's up, man? Hey, Michael. I'm glad to be here this week. It's exciting. I'm excited to be we, here. But why are we here, Kevin? Why are we here? Yeah, that's what we're trying to figure out. We're having fun. I don't know if you are yet. So uh, Michael and I have been talking for years as we each together and, and separately and with our families study different passages of Scripture, particularly the things that came up during the sermon. So whatever the sermon is over, um, there were a lot of things that he and I shared, and we found that it deepened and blessed our both of us um, in the study of the sermon and trying to apply it uh, within our lives. And so our hope is that this might be a blessing in some measure for you and your family as you're working through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So starting this Sunday, our pastors are going to be preaching through several of the Psalms. We have an eight-week series through the Psalms. And so each week, we're going to take a look at the psalm before they do. But to be clear... <laughs> the, the passage, right? Yeah, the passage. Not the sermon, Hopefully they've the looked at it. Yes. <laughs> We're confident they have gone over the passage. There's no doubt given the way that they bring the word of God. Absolutely. And but, there's no intent here to try to preach the oh no, sermon no, before they do. No. But again, as Kevin, as you said so well, just to help you prepare for the weekend message. You and I have both shared that we found out some of the structure of the psalms um, help. It helped me yeah. to understand how to read some of the passages and better um, get a handle on why that passage might be in there. So I think each week as we look at a piece of Scripture, that's one of the things we're going to bring. But also, we're going to talk about the structure uh, at least a little bit. So Yeah, yeah. We're going to take a look at some of the, 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 I guess you could say behind the scenes or the background yeah. information, the introductory uh, material of it. And so as we jump into the book of Psalms today, we're going to spend a little time doing that, looking at some of the introductory stuff. And then we're going to talk about Psalm 23, which is what our pastors are preaching on this week. This week. Yeah. And so, so Kevin, one of the things that I found super interesting as I was studying and preparing for this is that the book of Psalms is a collection of Psalms that, and you, you actually brought this out to me, that took over 800 years by yeah. multiple authors to yeah. complete. It's not like something that Paul wrote necessarily, right? And then right. Said, we're used to that. And one guy wrote it and he wrote it to this church. Yeah. But the Psalms are really written over many different seasons by many different people in a lot of different contexts. So we see things that Paul, that, uh, David wrote initially. Not Paul. Not Paul. Paul not did Paul. not write any. We will of the talk songs. about Paul. There in might this have podcast. been somebody named Paul who wrote one, but it's I not the think Paul so. you're thinking of. <laughs> it is probably not. Not at this time. Not at not then. But <laughs> but there were many different authors in many different settings, and in some time at, at different times, we see what their heart was. So yeah. at times they were expressing their frustration, their hurt, their fear. At times they were expressing their their level of trust in the Lord, their enjoyment of the Lord. At times they were praising the Lord. One of the neat things about the book as a whole is how it's really actually broken down into five books. So if you 
uh, were to take out your Bible and go to chapter one, your Bible most likely says book one before chapter one. And then you can skip on down to chapter 42 and it'll say book two. And there are a total of five books throughout the Psalms. And so these were collected at different points throughout history. So they weren't necessarily written as book one. No, they they were collected as book one. So after that, you know, 800 years or however long it was. Yeah, this isn't the Lord of the Rings. No, no, no. This is, yeah, this (laughs) is, these were written at different times in history, but then those times where they collected them. And so we see that there was a collection of books put together that is the first, what is it, 41 Psalms? Uh 41, then 42 to 72, and et cetera. how do we know that they're divided? Well, so it's really interesting if you, if you go through a particular book, whether it's one, two, three, four, or five, you'll discover that at the very end of that book, there's a doxology. Now, a doxology is just a kind of a closing praise, if you will. I'll, I'll describe it like that, but it's just oh, a, good. a praise like to the Lord. And so you get to the end of book uh, one, which is at the end of 41, Psalm 41, and you'll find the phrase, praise be to the Lord, amen and amen. And then you get to the end of uh, 72, praise be to the Lord God, amen and amen. And then it's something very similar, uh, book three, book four. You can go look in your Bibles to see exactly what those are. But then you get to book five, and different. you get this final doxology, which is actually Psalms 146 through 150, 150 multiple yeah, so chapters. Five, five chapters yeah. as a doxology. And, and those all are focused on praising the Lord. So tonight, let's take a few minutes and talk about Psalm 23. I want to read there that you go. in the ESV. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. You know, Kevin, as, as we get into this psalm, uh, the thought that comes to mind is how so many people I know, and, and I'm guessing you know, that this, this particular psalm holds a place in their hearts, a very special place in their hearts. Maybe, maybe it's connected to a specific memory or uh, maybe a, a type of event. It's often used uh, in funeral settings or times of deep mourning and loss to yes. remind people of, of God's goodness and God's presence. And that's certainly very, very appropriate. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. But, but, but along with that, and I don't want to lose sight of this, is that this was really not a psalm just written for no. the end of life. It's really a, a psalm that is supposed to be experienced throughout all aspects of life. And yes. so as the psalmist writes, most likely David, um, as he's writing, he's talking about a variety of life experiences. He's talking yes. about times of deep uh, distress. He's also talking about times of deep comfort and joy yes. in the presence of the Lord. Yes. So, and, and he takes this in two different ways. Um, when he's writing this, he finds two different mechanisms. So for the first half, he refers to the Lord in the third person, right? The Lord is my shepherd. Um, it's... It's more what he's saying about the Lord. He's making these assertions, these statements about the Lord and who he is. And then he transitions down here um, in verse 4. He starts referring to him as you. 
at the first part, he's making statements about his life and his relationship with the Lord and who the Lord is. But then he gets to a point where I don't know if he got overwhelmed with this feeling. I don't know if he was feeling very strongly about the passage about the valley of the shadow of death. Maybe that maybe that touched his mind as he's writing this. But it turns into a person-to-person kind of statement. Yeah. And he makes statements to the Lord uh, directly. I yeah, that just absolutely. Kind of stood up to me. Absolutely. Many places in the Bible, when you read prayers and, and psalms of praise, they're written to be used in a corporate setting. But this one begins with in, with verse one by saying, "The Lord is mine." My. It's yeah. a very personal relationship. And I liked what you said though when you were discussing this with your family. How you put those those peas together, the alliteration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was uh, as we were talking off camera uh, a little earlier, I was talking about how as And I don't alliterate things very well. I am not that kind of preacher. I'm so impressed with pastors that can look at a passage and they're like, hey, here's five words that begin with B or J or whatever it is. flow so well. I don't know know five words that begin with J, so maybe I should try something else. But but anyway. So so when I was talking to my kids about this particular chapter, I I said that, you know, it begins in a pasture. Yes. The Lord is my shepherd. And it's 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 referring to God as as the shepherd that that which is interesting to I keep using the word interesting, which you know, when the Bible talks talks about shepherd, um, it's recognizing that God has both authority over us, but he's with us and providing for us. It's not yes. just that he has authority over us and he's, he's just there. far and distant and not connected to us. Right. He's there with us because it's Living the shepherd's us, yeah. job to take the sheep to uh, the green pastures. It's the yes. shepherd's job to provide the water and the, the, the needs and to take them through and protect them from yes. uh, dark and scary places. And so these first four verses, you find yourself, and actually uh, with two of those P's you referred to, going through the pasture and down the down path. Down the path, as, yeah. as, as you think about the, and the he's dark and scary times. Yeah, that yeah. he's with us through all of that. But then you get to verse five, and it's you've gone from pasture down the path to the palace is, yeah. is the third P, uh, because you find yourself now in a in, a, in in the presence of the Lord, uh, a, a, enjoying yeah. this incredible banquet of sorts in the where, house of the Lord, and that's that's His palace, that's yeah, His place. Yeah, right? you're with Him, you're yes. in His presence, you're enjoying the fullness of His blessings at this yes. point. So you've gone yeah. through the, you've enjoyed the provision out in the pasture. You've gone through the path of and of comfort. hard times, yes. and you found comfort and all these things, uh, and then you find yourself at the end. In, in the presence of the Lord where he's, he's you know, he's uh, preparing a table before you. He's anointing your head with oil. We'll talk about that in just oh, a second. Yeah. Yeah. I want to take a minute and talk yeah, about that word it. blessing that, that you referred to in verse five, because this was really, really, I guess, important to me. So you think about how, how <laughs> it, may, it may actually sound kind of funny to you as you think about, or maybe even funky to you, as you think about the Lord anointing your head with oil. That's not something that's really normal in our culture. It isn't. You know, we don't you, do that today. It might conjure up images of I walked like, in today, you didn't anoint my head I, with oil. and that, I thought about it. Did you? No, not really. You? Okay, well, <laughs> I, I guarantee you, I would have thought about it if you'd started yeah. to. That would have, I would have been like, whoa. So it may bring up images in your mind of like like a thick maple syrup or a motor oil being yeah. poured, but that's not it at all. And no. So just pick Picture yourself out in the desert uh, in the Middle East, the hot sun, no access to air conditioning. You're just dirty and you're traveling or you've been outside working or whatever. And then you're coming into the presence of someone who's providing a banquet for you, providing a host. And so in the, in the culture there, they would, they would anoint you, if you will, or pour 
oil over your head, but it's a very thin, it's a very light, comforting, yeah. light, cool, fragrant kind of thing. You know, just it's like that cool splash of water. Or yeah, or, for us, have you ever been in a place where they had like a mister? Yeah, and and it could blow on you. It's it's hot, and you can't get away from the heat. You can't get away from the whatever the sun bearing down on you. But maybe you get a little bit of a mist, a little bit of a yes. breeze. Well, that that same kind of restorative nature. Imagine if you went someplace and your host had something that just restored you a little yeah, bit, and, so, and especially the thing that was the most uh, exposed, right? You know, yeah, your face, your, your face. head. You're out there in the sun, and and you just feel it a lot right there. Uh-huh. And here he is giving you something that just is calming and peaceful and restorative. Yeah, so of course, I mean, the Lord's not physically standing before you no, ready to hand no. you a cool towel. Um, that's this not is his job. Poetic. Right? No, no. He's comforting you and then he's blessing you. And that's when he gets to this idea of my cup running over. He's yes. he's blessing you over abundantly. Yes. And and you know, you may find yourself in situations where you're like, I don't feel over abundantly blessed, not in my health situation, not in there my current life situation. Times, yeah. But you can find the presence of the Lord to be right. satisfying. Satisfaction, yes, yes, that you need during those times. And I believe that's what the Lord's getting out here. I really hope that I mean we could spend a long time on each verse, but uh, I really yes. hope that you will take some time to to read through Psalm 23 on your own some before Sunday, before our pastors. Whichever service you go to, whichever campus you yeah. go to, take some time to read through Psalm 23. Think maybe on some of the things we talked about or dive, if you have a good study Bible, dive into some of the comment uh, that you find at the end of that. Or if you have a reference Bible and there are other verses that are referenced Besides yeah. those verses, look those up. They're not just there to confuse you. Like, What's all that all about? Why is this connected to Psalm 1? Whatever. Um, and talk to somebody about it. And talk it. to just people about it. Just spend some time talking about your experience. One of the things about the Psalms is, you know, we can read something like in the New Testament where it's straightforward, do this, don't, don't do this. This is the way that you should live, right? But... When we look into the Psalms, we see things that touch our hearts and that touch our souls. It's kind of like music, right? Today, there's something that that makes a connection. When you're reading through this the remainder of the week, feel free to reach out. Whether it, Maybe it's in response to this posting, maybe this video or this audio, somebody might respond. Maybe it's to a friend, but feel free to share a little bit. I think that's that's something that's important for us as we describe the Lord, as we talk about the Lord and what He's doing in our lives. And even if it's one of the challenging times, I think it can be a great addition for us to share with other believers uh, and an opportunity for us to be encouraged and to be an encouragement to them. Yes, yes. So before we go, uh, two things. If you're looking for a resource considering or wanting a resource to help you study the book of Psalms, I would encourage you, we would encourage you to take a, take a good look at 40 Days in the Psalms by T.J. Betts. This is a great little, uh, yeah. I, I don't want to just say devotional because I feel like it's a little bit more than that. It's yeah, standard it devotional. is. It, it's got a little more content yeah. than I would expect in a devotional. But it's not as thick and heavy as a big commentary or anything it, like oh, that. Oh, no, no, no. And it breaks down maybe a, a page or two pages. Yeah, on each for, of the Psalms. For several of the Psalms, yeah. Yeah, so so if you're looking for a resource, consider this one. Um, I'd be happy to help you find it if you're not really sure how to go online and order it. Um, but uh, Or if you just can't even afford it, I'll even give this one away. Um, but that's a great Very resource. Good. And then we also have a couple of giveaways, Kevin. You know, we talked last Ooh, week yes. about some giveaways. We have today two Kyle Eidelman books 
donated by our small group ministries, David and Ricky. Uh, shout out to them. And I know those small guys. Groups. You know those guys? I do know those yeah. guys. I know those books, too. Those are good these books. These are good books. And so here's how we're going to give these away. If you are watching this on YouTube, I'm going to randomly select from one of the comments uh, at the bottom of, or in the comment section. I'm going to randomly yeah. select at the bottom of the, in between, the comment section. Between now and Sunday, right? <laughs> if there's a comment between, between now, and, now and Sunday. Yeah, because it's after Sunday, we, you know, we're on to the next section. We're, yes. Yeah, so, yes. Or, so but if you time. happen to just be listening to this on podcast, like, wait, I don't have time to go to YouTube. Hey, just, uh, just send us a message at, uh, you can, you can message me at msteffy at silverdellebc.com. It's good way And to I'll just randomly select from either one of those comments on YouTube or from that. Well, Kevin, man, this was great. It's been a lot of fun just yes. diving into this psalm. I look forward to doing this again next week. I do too. So until next week, you all, take time with the Word and enjoy the Lord, okay? this was helpful to you if while listening you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with jesus we would love to help you with that you can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button in our weekend worship services we are in a sermon series called the seven commands of christ jesus gave dozens of commands and as followers of jesus we should obey all of them over the next several weeks we are focusing on seven that will change your life we would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses or you can attend online you will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale. And we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.